1: What's going on, everybody? Paddle and Finn has got a meetup going down October 16th through 18th at Eastport Marina and Resort in Alpine, Tennessee, which which falls right on Dale Hollow. What we're going to be doing is just hanging out, fishing. uh Depending on the number of people that show up and the interest, we may do a small tournament. Uh, we will have some stuff to give away Saturday evening. We're going to do a hangout and a little little barbecue action. We'll have food for everybody. If you're looking for lodging, you could stay right at the resort. It's $50 per person per night. Um, And what you get is your own personal bedroom on a houseboat, luxury houseboat, courtesy Eastport Marina. That's a special price they gave us to lend to our listeners. If you want uh, more info on the resort, you can go to Eastport.info and uh, their website will pop up there. You'll see all the houseboats and things like that. A majority of our hosts are going to be there, and we would love to spend some time on the water with you.
2: This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster
3: Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. <laughs>
4: To the reel down on Padlin Finn with your hosts Dan Perry and Jimmy Skinner, where we talk about everything tournament kayak fishing. Here we go. Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, welcome back to the reel down on Padlin Finn. How you doing, Jimmy?
2: Pretty good, man. How you doing?
4: Yeah, doing good. Life, you know, stuff.
2: Yeah, I man. feel you. Yeah.
4: But good besides that, <laughs> weather's starting to cool down a little bit. We were just talking before the show that it, uh, the water's getting a little bit cooler. Fall bites starting to, something's starting to happen. Uh, I know, it's so exciting.
2: In. Huh? I- I'm just gl- I'm glad the heat's gone. That's really... Like it was like eighty something yesterday, and I was like, "Well, this sucks. <laughs> like, go away." it's am ready for the a, fall weather.
4: Yeah, like the forties this week, the low like high forties. I know some people might be watching, like, "Oh, ain't nothing," you know. But this is Alabama. It's, I
2: say, you Northerners, chill out. We got it. Yeah, we know.
4: Like forties in September, that's you know, that's pretty chilly I, down here.
2: Alabama doesn't see that often.
4: <laughs>
2: that's usually like tornado is right? on like the first week of December two years ago so this is a this is a nice change yeah.
4: all right so we'll give it just another minute for everybody to log in uh, Adam yeah. Col how you doing man watching on YouTube and uh, if you're watching tonight go ahead and like and share uh, we want to, if you have any questions for the people that we're going to have on tonight please ask away and all right so we'll go ahead and get started here. And I'm going to read the whole description here because some people might not know what this is. So uh, because, you know, it's not around here. So we didn't know all the information yet. And we're excited to be talking to these people about it. Um, so tonight we're having on the five winning anglers from the Indiana Kayak Anglers team who won the Crossroads Kayak Bass Team Classic on St. Chris Lake. And what that is, here's the Turnix description, the whole deal. So ooh, let me get this out of here. All right. Uh the Crossroads Kayak Bass Team Classic, CKBTC. I like that. It's like a boy band. And it is a four-state regional championship made of made up of qualifying organizations across Wisconsin, Illinois, I never say that right, Indiana, and Michigan. The event is the first of its kind in the Midwest and fills a void that kayak bass fishing tournament anglers have been missing. Each of the top ten participating Kayak bass fishing organizations will qualify a team of five anglers. So 10 different clubs, the five highest in AOI make a team, 10 teams. And um, they're taken from AOI point rankings. This is the second annual event. And it's, um, it was ha- held on San Chris, which is a power plant lake, I believe. Big fish there. And it's a two-day tournament. And the team that wins won the event, Indiana Kayak Anglers, next year they're going to host it. And that's a tradition that they want to keep going. And the 10, the qualifying organizations, the 10 clubs were Topwater Series for Michigan. Uh, good. If nobody's listened to it, good podcast, by the way. Michigan Kayak Trail. That They're also up in Michigan. Uh, M-I-O-H Kayak Islanders. Mio. Mio. There you go. God dang. Why can't I say that? Uh, also from uh, Michigan. Grassroots Bass Yakin. Grubby from Indiana.
2: Sounds uh, like my th- kind of club.
4: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Southern Indiana Yak Anglers Club, SIAC in Indiana. Indiana Kayak Anglers, the people we have, folks we have on tonight. Uh, obviously from Indiana. Kayak Bass League, KBL, Illinois. Uh, Southern Illinois Kayak Club, SIAC. Midwest Kayak Bass Club, MKBC. And uh, Wisconsin Kayak Fishing Club, WKFC. I like saying that in acronyms. If I'm the right way.
2: Yeah. Tell like the radio stations you're reading off.
4: Yeah, 106.1 WKFC. So the the winning team, the guys we have on tonight from Indiana Kayak Anglers, uh, Jason Young was our captain, and everybody, if you want to say a prayer to him, he had heart surgery today, but he's doing good and Made made it out there good from what we hear. Uh, Matt Gibson, Ryan Platt, Aiden Darlington, Nick Matthews, and Clint Stafford. So here we go. We'll bring everybody on. There we go. How y'all doing, guys? Excellent. Good.
3: Good. good. How you doing?
4: Good, good. Well, thank you for being on. And uh, we'll just kind <clears> of <throat> go around here. Uh, we'll start with Nick, if you want to give us a little bit how you got into kayak fashion, uh, kayak fishing, uh, a little bit about yourself.
2: How did you get into kayak fashion?
4: Yeah, kayak <laughs> fashion. That's a Good thing.
5: Well, I got into kayak fishing back in uh, 2015 when I started fishing, IKA. And I mean, it just really grown from then. I was just fishing the normal club back in twenty fifteen, which there was only ten people in the club. And I, the first tournament I fished, there was only ten people. And then I've grown all the way up to been fishing Hobie events last year and this year, and I've been doing pretty good. So. And you're TOC
4: qualified, right? Yep, this year. Yep. And That's where where, awesome. do you, where do you live in Indiana? Not
5: that I know where it's at, but you can. In uh, north of Indianapolis, Noblesville.
4: Okay, cool. So is everybody a Colts fan? Colts fans? Is that? Oh, some
6: headshots. Oh, no. Sorry, I shouldn't have brought that up.
4: <laughs> <laughs> all right, Ryan, how about you, man?
6: Uh, I started kayak fishing back in 2016. Um, I started, got into it because I uh, kept bugging my wife to let me buy a bass boat. She kept saying no. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to buy a kayak then. And then I uh, started kind of fishing oh, around right. and yeah. 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 Then I started fishing around and um, I just Googled clubs, kayak clubs, and I found IKA. Then the next year I fished a couple tournaments. I ended up loving it. And um I've been fishing IKA since uh, 2017. Cool. That's awesome.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, client- I'd love to know how many people oh. actually have the same story of how'd you get in a kayak? Well, my wife would let me buy a boat. so <laughs> <laughs> I had
4: a boat. My wife said it was too expensive. So I went down to a kayak. See,
2: that's, that falls in the same category.
3: Yeah,
4: same same
2: thing. How about you, Clint?
3: I see
4: you're a a, a hunter back there.
3: Yeah, I do a little bit of everything. <laughs> I got into it. I've probably been fishing out of kayak since the early two thousands. Just started out with a little Dunham's kayak. You sit in, so and you. then I got into. I started fishing the IKA last year. Uh, Wilson Aaron got me started on that, so. I did a couple last year and then this is really the first year I've done all of them. So I I enjoyed it. Yeah. Did better. than I thought I was going to do, but uh, other than that, you know, I just been fishing here and there. I fished the river a lot, white river. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hobie had a tournament there last year,
4: right?
3: Yeah. Yeah. I I got in that, the Hobie satellite tournament. Yeah. Cool. How
4: about you, Matt? Team new? hey
3: yeah
7: i've uh gosh i can't even remember when I started kayak fishing now honestly <laughs> uh but i've uh i mean i've I, I was lucky enough I grew up on the water, so I mean I've been fishing my whole life I can't remember a time that uh I am not a Cleveland Browns fan <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, actually a bears fan um but i uh i'm sorry yeah yeah, i know. Um,
4: They're Nick Folds bringing them through.
7: Yeah, yeah. So. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I can't remember a time I haven't fished, uh, you know, and fish multi-species and, and uh, just been fishing, like I said, basically my whole life. Uh, I can't remember now when my first IKA season was. Uh, I think it was 15 or 16 um, is when I started with those guys and uh, – you know, once I once I got into it, there's no turning back now. Like okay. I used to be a, used to be a boat guy, but I, <laughs> I wouldn't own a boat if you gave it to
4: me, man. Yeah, I'm I'm same way. I'm not going back. And what is that back behind you? Are those like hot sauces or beers or Oh that's my that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
7: yeah. That's uh, a... Brandy? Exactly. No, it's my wife's wine.
4: Oh, okay. Okay. And Aiden, and, and hanging out in the ladies' uh, dorms. <laughs> so, t-
8: tell us about yourself. Uh, well, I kind of I got started uh, about the same time as Nick. Actually, we both got into it right together uh, with the the start of IKA. So, I, I started back in 2015, um, fished their first event ever. I've fished every single one since, and it's just I've kind of grown with the sport, I guess. It's just it's been a really cool experience to see it start off as Nick said with you know ten guys in an event, you know leading up to this point yeah that's
4: awesome so here we already have a question and uh, everybody please like and share and ask any questions that you have for these guys where's uh, so since y'all won next year you get to have it wherever you want to where's it going to be uh
7: it says lake (laughs)
8: i'm
4: not
7: sure that has
8: to be a lake so (laughs) we'll see (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah, we're, 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 we're from indiana we like rivers around here <laughs> <laughs> All
5: right. so, sounds like it's
2: going to be the goal to keep it in the house huh yeah we've got we've already had one person mention it but we'll get to it in a little bit about technically it should have already been in y'all's house again so
4: <laughs> but we'll we can touch
2: on that whenever y'all want to
4: yeah go ahead and go ahead and say it like so y'all should have won Uh, You could have won last year, but there was a DQ, right? Yeah, so I got Mm -hmm. DQ last year for fishing water
5: that I should have not fished for not reading the rules as much as I should have. And I got DQ'd on the second day, and we ended up getting third, even with my DQ of my second day total being eliminated last year. So,
2: So, I I had... (laughs)
5: <laughs> yeah, I had 87 inches the second day last year. So, hmm. well, when I got disqualified,
4: living you learn, man. Well, yep. I, I'm sure it's a mistake you won't make it again. And and nobody, I'm sure you no. didn't
5: do it on purpose. So, no, yeah. I did not do it on purpose.
2: How far? Like, not that it wouldn't matter. I mean, DQ's a DQ. But were you like weighing? in you know
5: I, I went about 10 yards in fished it for five minutes the tournament director came and disqualified me on the uh, wall with two hours
4: to go
2: that's even worse <laughs> so
4: what did they know like they were expecting somebody to hit it so they were watching it i don't want to get into that but...
5: <laughs> <laughs> All
2: right. there sounds like there's so much more. I, I,
5: I have no i i have it was it was my fault
4: i should have read the rules so
2: yeah. right right no
4: water under a bridge, man. So y'all won this year. Uh, and so if some people <clears throat> have never been there, we've never been there. Can you tell us about uh St. Chris Lake?
5: Oh, it was a good body
8: lake. of water. Yeah, It was the, like we said earlier, it was a power plant lake. So it's, uh, I guess it must stay warm relatively all year because the fish were, they seemed like they were just constantly growing because they were either huge or just like relatively deformed. It's kind of interesting. But uh, it, it fished it fished real well in my opinion. I had
4: seen some other pictures where people were I mean people had big fish, right? Like oh yeah, abnormally large fish for Indiana, right?
7: Yeah, Ryan Ryan had an absolute giant. What was yours, Ryan? I forget 20. 21. Yeah. Well wow. I mean that's for the Midwest, that's a huge fish, man. Oh yeah,
4: for sure. That's that's a
7: giant
0: yeah.
6: fish
4: Yeah.
2: So how how does it lay out? Is it you know grassy, you know deep, rocky? What what do you got?
4: Uh,
6: kind, of, it's kind of dependent on the part of the lake you're in. but There's just a lot of over, overhanging wood, some laydowns, um, not too much grass really, um, not super deep. At least the area, most of the areas I fished. Yeah, like I I know a lot of us all fish in the same area. Like I I fish the
8: middle arm so the lake's pretty much split up into three like main arms and the, the one i was in was the central arm and uh for the most part like the lakes uh, it's like it looks relatively natural there's not like any riprap for the most part except for like where the power lines are but uh it's got like no docks or anything like that so it's just like a lot of natural looking shoreline so you of that's kind of why you have to have electronics on that lake. i think that really helped and oh, yeah. There, yeah at least for me at least because I, I i know i was looking deep uh and you know for the most part looking for stuff you couldn't see But uh, there was a lot of wood, like I think trees were just kind of all around, like trees in the water, like just wood was the all around ticket for everybody, I'd say.
1: Fishing like a local
0: isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker.
2: Heck yeah. So
4: who had the big bag at the tournament?
8: What, was it you, Aiden? Uh, no, I didn't I didn't have anything too crazy either. I think uh, the KBL, or was it KBL guys? I don't, was it? I don't recall off the top of my head. I apologize. Yeah, I think yeah, I
7: think it was uh, uh, one of the KBO guys on day two had had a really really nice nice day. Yeah.
8: Tharp had a really good day too. That's yeah,
4: that's right. yeah. Old Pooty Tharp. Yeah, yeah. So uh, all right, so kind of it's it's hard. I'm trying to figure out how to do this with so many people. We've never had so many. Uh, we'll <laughs> we'll, start, we'll start with you, Nick, and we'll just work around like. Uh, from day, can you give us a quick rundown of day one and two, and what are some techniques that work for you? Uh, day one, I started off with a buzz
5: bait and caught four off that early in the morning and then moved over to dragging a Cinco and about two feet of water as slow as I could with the wind. I mean, the wind was pretty good, bad on day two or day one. And, uh, I just drugged the Cinco, a black Cinco, in about two feet of water as slow as possible. That lake was pretty shallow, even like about 15 feet offshore, 10 to 15 feet offshore, it was still about two feet of water. So uh, that's all I did day one and day two. I didn't catch any early on a buzz bait early in the morning. I just drugged a Cinco day two all day. So, like right here? Yeah. Really? yeah on a 16th ounce weight and uh it, i just just drug it all day as slow as possible
2: Guess, well, something uh, can be said that this man has a way more patience than i do
4: yeah a young guy with patience <laughs> that's that's awesome man yeah brian how, how about you man
6: um brother and i talk about my day one um it's probably probably the worst day of fishing i had in a tournament and probably since my first year of tournament fishing. I only caught three fish, couldn't even get the five fish on the limit. It seemed like everything I thought would work just didn't work, just couldn't get bit. So then uh, on day two, I decided to go to the second launch location we go to, just a different part of the lake, and I was lucky enough to get a buzzbait bite real quick. I was able to fill a, a limit within about an hour, and then um, just started kind of flipping around the wood, the trees that are there with, um, just started flipping in there with a the creature bait and was, able to get a couple of good call-ups, was able to get that 21-incher, well, and then, um, yeah, it kind of solidified my day there, so. Heck, yeah. yeah.
4: And kind of, it like, the team deal, a lot of people have a fish teams, and I, I did one, the KBBT, not too long ago when all of us are spread out. But it's tough fishing a team tournament. Like, it's kind of it, – it puts some extra stress on you, right?
6: Yeah. I, it does, especially – Especially with yeah. me not getting a limit, every else had, had had a limit. I feel like I dragged the team down and you know, I was pretty down after day one, but luckily all the guys were great. Kind of picked me back up and I went in day two with the mindset of just get out there and do the, you know, just go out there and try and find them. And I was lucky enough to get on the bites on day two that I couldn't find the first day. So well, that's,
4: yeah, awesome. that, that's kind of the same thing I felt like it was It was an added stress that I, I didn't expect, you know, like whenever you, you suck, and it's just you. It's like, oh, I had a bad day. It is what it is. But whenever you let your team down, it's, it's like, you know, bringing back old memories of, like, baseball or football or different sports, you know. Oh, yeah. sure. How about you, Clint?
3: Oh, was day one wasn't too bad. It was Right when I started, I caught about six right off the bat on a shaky head. And then I kind of worked around the edges with that, and I caught a few more, and I caught my limit, and then it slowed down off that, and they quit biting it. So uh, I was talking to the guys, and they told me to put on Senko. I started throwing it in the wood, and that's I called a few of them for the day, and that's pretty much what I did the rest of the day, threw that Senko on day one, and then I struggled on day two a little bit. They weren't biting a shaky head for me, so I caught one right off, a decent one, a 15 and a half on the Senko in the wood, and then I couldn't get any more bites on that in the wood, so I was getting a little worried. It was kind of slow, and I didn't want to get my limit, so time's taken down. So I got out the drop shot and all the shad that were pushed up in them arms and the little flats, I just went up in there and I shook that shaky head around for a while and I caught my limit. And then I, I didn't catch any bigger fish the rest of the day, but I wanted to get my limit, you know, just to be well, sure. Every <laughs> every inch
2: counts and that kind of setup.
3: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, uh, I didn't head, catch well, another
3: keeper well, after the last 12 inch on the drop wow. shot, so you know. <laughs> but I pulled it yeah, out.
4: You have a certain shaky head, yeah. or and and worm you're partial to.
3: What's that? Do you
4: have a favorite shaky head and or and worm combo? I'm
3: throwing a a slider head, an eighth ounce with a seven inch power worm on it. Okay. Blue flick. Okay. Yeah.
4: And did, did y'all seem to like
3: though? it pretty well? Yeah.
0: We were able to communicate on the water.
7: Yeah, it was yeah. tough. Uh, yeah. <laughs> cell coverage was was spotty to say the say the least. Uh, I mean, you would you would be in one part of the lake and you'd have no cell reception. You'd roll over the other, and all of a sudden, seven text messages would come through. Um, so it was it was pretty tough out there mm-hmm. on the water, unless we were fishing close to each other. Gotcha.
2: And, and- well, Matt, how was your day one and two? Yeah, my bad, Dan.
4: No, you're you're good. Go ahead.
2: Yeah. So day one,
7: I mean, it was, it was kind of an average day for me. Um, I got, got a few bites early in the morning, uh, but you know, they come on, un, came unbuttoned, kind of, kind of, you know, those thoughts started turning in your head, man, I got to get this limit. got to get this limit. I this limit. Uh, can't let these guys down. Uh, and then, you know, finally found some stuff late. Uh, um, basically for me, it was a, a balsa, a pH custom, uh, square bill, big money. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, and then also, uh, I mean, uh, a, a buzz bait. I really didn't get bit on the first day. Second day, it was pretty key for me. Uh, but the first day really didn't get a whole lot of bites on it. And then I, uh, a secret lure, stupid tube, a flipping tube. Um, uh rig stupid style. Um day two, uh it was it was like the lake just flipped for me almost. Uh you started catching fish right off the bat. Um noticed that I was getting kind of short struck on a quarter ounce buzz bait, uh which is kind of my go-to. And with the wind the way it was, I went to a really big uh buzz bait and started getting some some good bites on it. Got n- uh 19 and a quarter uh bite on it um and and kind of stuck with that stuck with that square bill a little bit um and then the the tube as well on the second day uh really got some key fish for me
4: and uh, awesome. you, had on, on, you had been on another paddling fin show talking about the tube right
7: yeah yeah, yeah. it's it's deadly man if, if you guys haven't thrown it where you're at i would highly recommend it yeah. you know,
2: i've caught myself like you know listen to that show and then listening to some of the older guys talk about throwing them and uh, i kind of messed with it at the beginning of the year in skinny water and it was at, and i was just using them on like like a ned rig okay and you know it, i probably wasn't throwing it in the right time but i could see how it was working i caught a couple of small fish on it but it definitely like opened my eyes up to I'm wanting to give it a try you know different time of the year different yeah. you know a little bigger bigger tube
7: Yep. Yeah. So like in the river here, I, I saw the, the the 3.7. Uh, I was throwing the 4.2, uh, you know, with a, with a little bit stouter hook in it uh, there, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's deadly and it, it gets bites and it gets quality bites too.
2: I definitely, so, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm a big like Texas rig jig fishing guy. It's, it's definitely something I want to give a swing. Cause I, I could almost guarantee that there's not a lot of people around here throwing it. So they, if anything, it just being different could be the key for for for
7: me. I, I had some absolute giants on Flint, ri- and that's Flint River down in Georgia. On it, uh, one came unbuttoned, but I mean, <laughs> I think I think you guys get a lot of bites down there on it. Uh, so I, I was rigging it stu- what we call stupid style. Uh, it's it's kind of a, a midwestern thing a little bit. It, it's it's starting to grow out a little bit. Uh, so basically, it's an internal jig head. Uh, that goes inside of the tube uh, so you don't have anything on, on top of the tube at all so it it fishes really well on cover and weeds and anything because uh, you don't have that sinker um, so the weight's inside of the tube and
8: um, it's
7: that brand uh so the brand is secret lures so secret lures.com um, and th- they've got all the tubes there uh, they get recommendations for for uh, jig head sizes with, with the actual tubes themselves. Awesome.
4: That's something I've, I've used a gambler tube, like for bed fishing, things like that spawn that time frame. But I, I, you know, I don't know why that technique doesn't, it doesn't get more play down here. Like you're saying it, it should.
7: And and I tell you what, if you fish docks too, you can skip that thing a mile.
2: Yeah. That's the one thing I did notice about even the small when I was the dude, you could skip it so well. Yep. Yep.
7: Uh but but it was it was all about covering water for me. I, I was telling these guys, it seemed like seemed like the more water, the new water I covered, the bigger the fish got. Um uh, and you know, I so I used I used the pivot drive uh this weekend and man that thing saved me it in that wind. Uh I, I love man. Yep, I can get around, it's smooth. Honestly I beat the hell out of it and it
2: you know it it
7: it took the to beating. So
2: yeah right. it's definitely an underrated piece of equipment for sure uh, yep how about you wade
8: uh well day one i started out um it started out kind of slow for me honestly I, it took me a while to get my five it took me a while to get my five both days i was uh fishing a lot very similar to nick dragging that tank out real real slow but uh i'm not as skilled as he is unfortunately with it so um <laughs> but uh, i uh, i got my first three and um, on day one pretty you know I would say they were kind of quick, but, uh, it took me a while to get the second two. Um, but day two, um, I got my flight, I got three of them, I think by like noonish. And, uh, I was fishing around and I, I Nick had his five and I thought him did twenty catch a 20 to quarter or something like that across the lake. And, uh, right there, I broke off a good one. So I figured that to would be a decent area. So I ended up sticking it out in that spot for the rest of that, the rest of the tournament. And, uh, like these guys were saying yet, yeah, like for the most part of the bite was you just had to cover water to, uh, you know, to find these fish, it, was, it wasn't was really like a lake where you'd pull up on a spot and catch two or three. You'd catch like one or so out of a pile or a brush pile and you'd have to move on. But uh, I started fishing this stick because I broke off a decent fish or what felt like a decent one. But uh, I figured I might better get him a bite later. So I sat there on it for a while and I ended up pulling my entire limit off this one stick on uh, day two. It's kind of ridiculous. It's like I was just telling everybody it like the magic stick, but uh, I just thought that was kind of neat for me at least. And they were again all in that Senko just moving it ridiculously slow, just like a couple inches at a time. Just painful, but it was worth it.
2: Yeah. Well, props to you guys because there's no way I could. Like, I, I like to say I fish a Senko pretty slow, but I don't fish it that slow. And I don't know if I have the ability to fish it that slow. Like, what? I could probably do it for I two, mean, or like two. usually
5: more. I
4: don't like it.
2: Yeah.
4: Is that five or six inch that y'all were throwing? Yeah.
8: I was throwing a five inch. Five. Five. That yeah, I like,
2: that's like my, you know, the best size to me. The four sometimes gets it done, and then I've thrown some of the what is it like the six inch, the big fat cinco's, and that's just one thing. works, but my god, it's expensive.
4: Yeah. So what? How big is that? Like, I mean, was everybody all the ten teams able to spread out, or was it? It was
6: ninety. 90- Three miles of shoreline, if I'm not mistaken, oh, okay. so, like ninety-three or ninety-six miles of shoreline. So it was, it was a big lake, especially in, in a kayak. And there's a boat tournaments both days, and it seemed like there's still plenty, still plenty, plenty of water to to go around. That's yeah. awesome. There were two ramps that we we're uh, allowed to launch from for our event, and uh, they're both
8: located in separate arms. So, uh, uh, like, they're pretty far away from each other. So we we're, you know, we, it, I, I felt like we weren't like fishing on top of each other too bad, honestly.
4: But everybody had a launch for those too.
8: Say what?
4: Sorry. Everybody had a launch for yeah. a place? Yeah, yeah. From fields,
8: had a couple other ones as well, but we were just restricted to those, too. I think it was because of the boat tournament.
4: Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> and that y'all usually have to like, permits and all that, right, up there?
8: Uh, right. I'm familiar with the, the Illinois rules. I mean, we're all from Indiana, so.
7: Yeah, and yeah, Illinois, uh, the way I understand it, they got some some interesting rules as far as yeah. how, many, how many kayaks can take out or, or or put in at, at a certain ramp. I think they cap it at like 50. Um, so it's strange. It, it's strange, right? So
4: how, how would they do? How would they know?
2: No idea. Yeah. No idea. Like they're paying it, some DNR guy way too much.
4: To drive around <laughs> <now>. <laughs> I mean, yeah, good Lord. But uh, so I, I guess it makes sense. They're just saying two ramps and 50 people a ramp and, you know, a hundred anglers. So, or five, yeah. Well, yeah, for twenty-five
2: per. There's a Mississippi math skills coming up. <laughs> no, there's <not laughs>
4: ten teams, five people a team, fifty yeah. Five yeah. people per ramp. <laughs> Come on, man, ain't hey, that
2: tough. <laughs> I'm from
4: Southern Mississippi, not where it's real bad. North
8: Mississippi.
2: <laughs> but uh, well, that's a pretty cool little setup, though. I, I didn't know anything about it, and then uh, Dan brought it up, so I kind of looked into it a little bit but it, the the team aspect of that seems like it was especially like how you're all like having a launch from the two ramps. I don't know. I kind of like common launch every now and then, like we do small tournaments around here where everybody will just take off from one spot and, you know, you can kind of see where someone's going and, you know, you obviously not go over there and like mess up their fishing, but like if they did good on day one, you could examine what kind of area they're fishing to use, you know, use your advantage or you could go, you know goof off with them it's people you know stuff like that it's just different you you hear about all the open launch stuff and it's it's just it's cool to see that some stuff's still going around like that
4: there you go 50 anglers max on illinois tournament there you
0: go hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain your feet are carrying the load without the right boots you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge at Midway USA. We make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out midwayusa.com. Crazy, man.
4: That's so strange. (laughs) How did the team stuff, would it... Is it if so let's say Nick, it sounds like you were the you're the one who figured out the Senko bite, right?
8: Was that kind of
5: it it was honestly Aiden and I kinda built up off
8: of it. Okay. (laughs) So So a little bit of practice time in. I got there like a little bit before and I I caught like I caught a real good one on a Senko like in thirty minutes of fishing the lake. So I was like, all right, throw Senko tomorrow. So Nick likes throwing Senko, so I just thought I'd tell him that he just ran with it.
4: But maybe that's tough because so Aiden tells Nick, Nick's like, oh, yeah, I love dragging a Senko. That's my jam. I'm I'm, I'm all about that. Bite. And then Ryan gets a text and he's like, dude, I don't even have a damn Senko in this boat. <laughs> <laughs> or how, like, you're not used to that technique. So does that help you or does that hurt you? Because you know they're biting one thing, but that's not something that you do. How how do you overcome that?
7: Like, well, let me tell you, well, Nick has a rolling
4: shaky uh, head, right?
7: Nick so. has a rolling tackle shop with him, so I mean <laughs> it, it, I think it was impossible for us not to have Cinco's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's probably got the little apple swipe thing on his phone. <laughs> uh,
2: well talking about that, if you've got your you know, you got a rolling tackle shop with you, uh well uh let's start with Nick. What boat are you in?
5: Uh a Hobie PA fourteen three sixty. That'll hold yeah, up. they had to throw in a
4: 360. It's not just an md 190. <laughs> it's a 360.
2: <laughs> yep.
6: All right. Big money, big money. What about you, Ryan? Right. I'm an uh, old-town Predator a PDL. Awesome.
4: There you go. So two, speed, two speedy guys there.
3: How, how about you, Clint? Uh, wilderness Radar 135. Oh, okay. hey,
2: those are great boats. You just don't hear a lot of people talk about them anymore.
4: They just came out my yeah, new radar, I like right? It. Yeah,
2: man. they got the new recon or something recon. like that. Okay, I have a question. What I, about I, which I, new model were you in, Matt?
7: Uh, I was in pursuit this weekend with Pivot Drive.
2: Heck yeah! yeah.
1: But uh, in
7: all fairness, I mean, if Nick and Aiden flipped a styrofoam cooler over, they would still probably kick us, you know, kick us pretty good in the tournament. <laughs> and they are absolute sticks.
4: And Aiden, how about you,
8: man? Sun Dolphin. part of a Kusef by Jackson. Okay.
4: All right, all right. Y'all got a nice little mix going. Yeah, yeah. got the Jackson guy, there.
2: I was honestly figuring like I was gonna hear the Hobie thing thrown out a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's pretty cool. Well y'all did an awesome job, man. I, I like the whole the whole setup of it and I wish I was gonna I wish before that was asked earlier, I was gonna see if y'all would say where y'all were gonna announce it would be held next year, but it seems like you may want to hold on to that information.
4: You don't want to get let people be practicing the same time of year.
2: It would be. Oh, next. it sounds like these guys may have everybody's number, no matter what. Yeah, <laughs> basically two years in a row. Yeah, could have been. I mean, there... he, if he had moved out ten yards, he'd have been fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I be it just, so yeah, it, I know it, how it, like that gets man.
4: I know if like let's say you pick a team, like, let's say five friends make a team and you go fish a tournament together and you share a house or whatever, but y'all aren't necessarily friends. You might know each other, but y'all were put together. Is that, how does that, how is that, I mean, were y'all renting a house together and sharing, like somebody might not, I I don't know, let's say somebody doesn't know Ryan, and like y'all four know each other and nobody knows Ron. That's got to be like a strange dynamic to add into it too, right? Or are y'all just all homies?
6: We're all pretty good, especially, uh, IK, we're all pretty, we're, we're decent, I think we're all decent in individuals, and we all get, we all get along, like, we we all share the campsite, and there's no problems, and we're just a great group, group of guys who all love the fish, so it, was, it wasn't strange or anything weird about it.
4: Except for Aiden, he looks like a troublemaker.
6: Yeah, no, I don't know. <laughs> My car is
8: weird. No.
4: <laughs> Me and Aiden actually grew up together,
8: too, so... Yeah. Okay. Well, I think one of the things uh, with IK is we have a lot of, like, uh, community interaction, I guess, like, with our anglers, um, like, after the tournaments, we always have, uh, well, not this year, unfortunately, but in the past, we usually have, like, um, you know, the capital meeting, and it's, it's just, like, a good community, and everybody needs to know each other there, and, like, uh, we have, like, boat shows here, and uh, demo days, and whatnot, it's just, like, the whole kayak community is, like, it's just pretty intertwined, so nobody's, like, that much of a stranger, I'd say everybody kind of knows each other, so...
2: No, that's yeah. awesome we we have a lot of that down here in alabama our uh our north alabama club's pretty good about that like you said we have the we usually do uh the captain's meetings live and the weigh-ins are live and we do demo days and things just like you're saying so i can see where you're saying like y'all kind of already knew each other i, I feel like that with our local club there's not really anybody that you could throw in the mix that i wouldn't already know somehow be okay to share a house or campsite with
4: but what what if one of the people who got the guy who got fifth and Aoy is somebody nobody
8: liked? How would that go? I mean, uh, that's the best <laughs> way to look at it. <laughs> but uh, I don't think we really have anybody like
4: that. Yeah. Um, All right. Yeah. So do y'all have some? Joel's asking. Do y'all have some like weird plans to take the? You know, like the. Trophy everywhere. Oh, like man. Used
8: and, it, uh, they made it. Stanley
4: cap or whatever.
8: Heavy. It's, it's, a, it's a beast. Uh, moving that things around is, is uh, quite the hassle but So I think we're going to do um, just like trade it off uh, every once in a while because we've gotten to what next year. We've got a while with it. So yeah. we'll see. That's It'll awesome.
4: So who has the trophy now?
8: Uh, I've got it right now. It's in my apartment yeah, up at Purdue.
4: Okay. Oh, well, Purdue, Boilermaker, what's up? <laughs> yep. I know I I think that's their name. I'm not sure. Nope, I, sure. I know Drew Brees went there. So <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what what do y'all have? I know Nick, you've got the Hobie coming up this week. What, what does everybody else have going on the rest of the year? So the club's done. Is there anything else going on in Indiana to fish or is it kind of shut down and Clint's going hunting?
3: It's getting ready to start
8: hunting. No. I believe, uh, Gerby, uh, one of the clubs that was fishing this event, they have their series championship, uh, in o- late October. So I believe I'll be fishing that.
5: Yeah, that'll be a cold one for sure.
4: And later. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll yeah,
6: be going you... out of the Was that next week for the national championship? Okay. It,
4: do you have it figured out where you're going to go yet? Have you ever been there?
6: Never been there. I got a whole bunch of places pinned on Google Maps that kind of look good, so I'm going to go there a few days early, kind of check out as many as many ramps as I can, and just go that's, from there.
2: That's like the best thing, uh, advice you could have for that place because there it's hard to find something that doesn't look good on Google Maps for Gunnersville.
6: Yeah, um, yeah, I found that problem. Just, it just looks juicy the everywhere.
2: The lake's setting up really good right now. <laughs> I was there. Uh, yeah, he caught it 23
6: Florida. last week. Dang. Yeah.
2: It's nice. like... Frog fishing was on – they had the Spro Frog Tournament there, and it was kind of crazy. A lot of the guys were catching their fish and, you know, frogging in open water, and I was treating it just like it was a hot day. It was only in the 70s, and I just paddled out into some loose, you know, dead grass and everything, and it was loaded up. And just driving around, there's a lot of places that I fished that looked like that. And with the way the weather – we had a little bit of rain, but I think it'll probably – hold out but there is a big cold front coming in and then okay. the elite the elite series is there
6: yeah so, so is it this weekend yeah i'm yeah. curious
2: to see what that kind of because they've got their pre-fishing and four days of fishing so gunners Guntersville- will yeah, be watching Bass
6: live a lot probably this weekend just would, yeah, everything that out. <laughs> yeah
4: that, that's i mean that's great for a lot of people that i mean you're going to get first-hand view i people are probably going to take vacation who are fishing the nc just to watch bass mm-hmm. live yeah. I mean, and but that's a good thing about gunnersville like there's fish everywhere you can spread right.
2: out. Any, anywhere you throw yeah. in gunners you have the potential for yeah. catching a life-changing yeah. fish you know there's big fish in there and then a lot of it's not really it's hard to say that there's honey holes in you know, like just like when they did the classic there this year and uh what was his name hank 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 cherry yeah. Yeah. yeah hank cherry you know, there was no secret oh, to where he was fishing. That uh, the tournament's been won there so many times, like it's just whoever gets there and figures it out first. So, yeah, you, you, can, you especially you, in a kayak, man, you could probably break down any of those pins you got and find a winning day out there for sure.
4: A, just have to get in the right rotation, and hopefully, there's not a bunch of people in the area tournament day. But
2: Mid, yeah, midday bite, man yeah
4: there, there's not like a lot of dead water so no matter where you go you can i mean they're not going it's not like a magic place they're not going to jump in the boat but i mean there's you know it's so healthy. yeah 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 there, there's fish everywhere so whatever creek or whatever you choose you, you'll find something mm-hmm. yeah so how about you clint you done just woods
3: uh it's probably mostly wood okay. <laughs> I'm going to Montana here in a couple weeks too to go hunting. Oh, so,
4: yeah, going for elk? I got a full uh, schedule.
3: So jealous. Uh, deer, mule deer.
4: Okay.
3: It's Ooh. either white tail or mule deer. Whatever gotcha. you come across, I guess. <laughs> that's awesome.
4: Oh, man, that's too much work. People trying to bow hunt for elk, at, hanging Dude, out for two weeks, maybe getting a shot if you're lucky. No, man, that ain't.
2: That, that's on my list, man. That, yeah, it's a lot I've of work. It,
4: worth it.
7: It's yeah. Worth
3: it if it happens, you know.
4: <laughs> yeah, heck yeah. How about you, Matt?
7: As far as tournaments go, I'm probably down for the year, uh, unless something pops up. Um, uh, but you know, I here I fish till it freezes, uh, and then once it freezes solid, <laughs> I'll get on top of it and fish ice fish. And then when, once
2: it's say once it freezes, I cut a hole in it and I keep fishing. <laughs> that's right. And then,
7: and then, uh, which we haven't had good ice for a little while, but. Uh and then once it thaws out, I'll be right back out on the water. So, you know, I, I I, almost fish almost all year here as much as I can, anyways. That that's awesome.
4: That's gonna I say I I wouldn't think Indiana would be like a big ice fishing place. And kind of <laughs> it,
6: right it, on the- it can be some years it depends on the year. Some years you yeah. can get ice and you can ice fish all up till March. Other years, like the last few, few years, I think I've been out on the out on the ice once in the last like two years. Yeah. yeah.
7: Yeah. And, and it varies kind of where you go in the state, like down there, Bloomington and all that, that that's, that's going to be all junk ice. Yeah, and, and then you get up, you know, even, even here in central Indiana, uh, it can be kind of mixed. Uh, and then it kind of, you know, where Ryan grew up, up in, up in the Northern part of the state, you, you have potential for some really good ice up there.
2: Cool. I'm hoping to make a trip up to Illinois, uh, later this year, beginning of next year with some of our other hosts to give it a try. I never really thought about it. Yeah. (laughs) That's who I've been talking to (laughs) the way, the way uh, I was talking with him and Jay when we were on Kentucky Lake and, uh, Jay said, I ice fish. Brian is an ice fisherman. So he said said he's loaded up with gear and all sorts of stuff. So they made it sound pretty awesome. So, and I like the cold, cold weather doesn't really bother me at all. So, yeah,
6: you like, yeah. so you like to
4: different. yeah? you like to different. Yeah. Heck yeah! And and that that's another thing. If people don't know, we have a, a, a paddle and fin meetup on October seventeenth on Dale Hollow. So come on down. You can look on the paddle and fin page, get the information for it. it should be cool. Fifty dollars a night, and you can stay on a houseboat. We're going to have food, a little tournament. Price seminars music,
2: yeah. and music and. All that good stuff. Sinead. I think I just found out that they have a bar on site, so it's going to be a great time.
4: <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, Aiden, I guess you're our last one besides going to school and hanging out in ladies' dorms. What's going on the rest of the year?
8: Yeah, I've just got the uh, degree series. There's championship, and that's it for the tournament season for me. And then if we get good ice, I'll ice fish. But other than that,
4: all right, so and we'll go back around one more time. We we want to give everybody a chance to, uh, you know, say thank you to any sponsors, anybody that makes this easier for you. We'll start with you again, Nick, since you're up in the the Brady Bunch right corner there. Yeah, uh, I just like to thank uh, Sun Valley
5: Sports here in Indy. They are my the Hobie dealer that I'm on the Hobie fishing team with, and. And they always will help anybody out with their Hobie, uh, fixing anything they need, and they get it done quick
4: too. So, very cool. I mean, that's that's definitely a good thing. Usually about Hobie is, and parts are everywhere because they're all over the world. That definitely a, a good thing about the brand. Brian, how about you, Butter?
6: Just gotta thank my wife for letting me uh, go out and fish and put up with all the stuff I have to buy and all the lures and tackle and let me. Go out there and watch my son while uh, I get pre-fishing and tournament fishing, so.
4: Amen.
8: Clint, how about good women?
3: Yeah. I just want to thank the IKA and, you know, Moving Waters. Anybody who sponsors the IKA, all you guys, you know. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, my wife, of course, because she deals with me all the time on the way. So...
4: (laughs) And thank your taxidermist. See, you got a yeah. beautiful wall of death back behind you. It's nice. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs>
4: yeah. That's yeah. sorry, Ace Ventura reference. I'm sorry.
3: Yeah, yeah. Matt. How
7: you yeah. First off, I want to say get well to Jason Young. Yeah, uh, you know, he, he just went through that today, and uh, get well soon. Uh, but yeah, Moving Water Outfitters uh, for for not also sponsor, not only sponsoring the series. Uh, but they also sponsored the, and, and covered some costs for us last weekend as angler. So we got a bigger check because of that. Uh, so some of our, 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 uh, entry fee didn't go into paying some of those fees. They paid it, um, for, for all across roads. So, so thank you for that. And then also personally, uh, you know, they've helped support me, uh, since they opened. Uh, so, so thank them. Uh, new canoe, um, Without them, I, you know, it'd be very, very difficult for me to do it. Uh, and and uh, honestly, just a great brand to be to be associated with.
1: That's uh,
7: PH Custom Lures. Um, you know, it, if you're in the balsa at all, uh, PH is the deal. Um, and then Secret
0: Lures. and um, The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning.
7: um uh, and and thank you uh for the support all year to to all those guys really appreciate it good deal and also you guys i mean thanks for thanks for what you guys do for the sport uh it's awesome to have a a kayak fishing podcast uh that you can listen to seven days a week it, it's awesome uh so so thanks
4: to paddle fan appreciate, well, we appreciate it we appreciate it man yeah aiden how about you man
8: Oh, uh, well, I want to say thanks to, uh, everybody that runs this event. And like, I've, I've been uh, fortunate enough to fish it both years, last year and this year. And it's, it was absolutely awesome. Both times. Um, uh, thanks to Susie. She, uh, she did a great job with it. And, um, uh, you know, like, like I said, it's just, it's just such a fun event. Like I look forward to it every single year and I can't, I hope I qualify again next year. I'm re- like, it's just a lot of fun. And then I also want to thank uh, moving waters outfitters again. I've, I've had the opportunity to fish with them for a couple of years now. It's, it's all, oh, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, they do a lot for the sport in Indiana they, they they're sponsored for our, our local trail uh, IPA IKA. And, you know, as Matt said, they they're involved in sponsoring the uh, crossroads event too. So they're just really active in this sport, like overall. So just wanted to say thank, thank you to them for that. Very cool.
4: All right. Well, we appreciate y'all guys, and I'm sure we'll have y'all on again for too long. And, and, uh, thank you for being here. Yeah, Hopefully thank
2: we'll you have us. you on next year thank when you, you, when you uh, bring it back. There you go. <laughs>
4: Yep.
8: Yep.
2: On the new river? Yep. White river?
3: White river. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks. See you guys. All right. There we go. Well,
4: that's awesome. Yeah, it's fun. I, you know, whenever I heard about this last year and whenever me and Sam were talking about, I'm surprised Like other, it seems like something that would be fun to do a crossroads southeast
2: or yeah it would definitely be fun to do down here with the way tennessee georgia and alabama how seriously kayak fishing is taken down here like we've got that tri-state winter series going on right now that would be it'd be cool to do it and because the alabama guys usually hate the tennessee and georgia guys it's a football thing but we could we could cross that over into fishing so we could have a we could make a fun time out of it
4: yeah you can get a mississippi in there too since they all you know they touch
2: Oh yeah, no, we sure. can do it all. Just leaving Florida guys down there though. Yeah, keep them out. They're weird, Florida guys. So uh, I don't know if I heard that right. So w- that's not our Susie that was running that way. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. She was. Mm-hmm. Oh well, well, thank you, Susie, the queen, the queen
4: of paddling If She's queen never paddling pin. Yeah, we I, I I had this she's cool show. <laughs> Yeah, she's a master judger.
2: Yeah, she's a master at just about everything. Yeah, exactly.
4: All right, so here we go. As always, going to talk about the the winning. Uh, go around the around the country. All the different club had tur- clubs that have tournaments. I can't talk today, but um, any except for classic tournaments is all the clubs that had thirty people or more, and how they did. So first, kind of the big one was uh, KBF Atlantic Super, Atlantic Region Super Trail on Smith Mountain Lake had forty-one anglers. Congratulations, Casey Reed. Um, he was on KBN tonight, so you can go back and listen to that. He was on at seven central, but he blew away the field with 168 and a quarter. Eric Nelson in second with 151 and three quarters. So he won by 17 inches. Yeah, it's two day, obviously, two day. And uh, Bruce Steele in third with 150 and a half. Uh, Alabama Kayak Fishing Classic, Championship Division on Nealey Henry. And that's the top 10 in each club in the state of Alabama. Kind of the same thing, except it's not teams. The top 10 A.O.Y. from each club in the state uh, had 41 anglers and Iron City. Kayak anglers, my local club, he won Lance Cooley and uh, he had 59 and a quarter. He actually tied with Cooley McGown. I don't know if they're related. Why? They have this last name and first name. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But um, he had fifty nine and a quarter as well. But Lance had bigger, um, you know, bigger big fish. But Lance won angler of the year this year. He has also won the classic before and angler of the year before. He's he's one of the best in the country. If if he fished tournaments around the country, like national level events, he would be dangerous. Dominate, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. But a, a name usually don't hear that often. Uh, Michael Cooper third with 54 and a quarter and then me i sucked it up i got nineteenth. we won't talk about that <laughs> I, you know I, i'm not going to complain i didn't i literally missed no fish it, it just didn't happen i went out there two of my it was only a three fish tournament two of my fish were came in the last hour so it
2: was hey, yeah. you fish clean that still. Good. yeah it
4: I'm is okay. you know, some days it doesn't come together just the big bites didn't show up but congrats to lance And then Queen City, City, KBF on Lake James, 79 anglers, four fish tournaments. Uh, Ronnie Murphy with 73 and a quarter. Jeremy Hughes with 69 inches. And Chris Godwin with uh, 68 inches. Ontario Bass Nation champion, Bassmaster Championship. I didn't know Ontario had a Bass Nation.
2: I think that it was uh i know i've seen it pop up and go away on the tourney x a couple of times but i think that it's probably only a month or two ago to my knowledge that they got everything squared away for it but well, i knew they, they'd been messing with it
4: yeah they did it and they had uh 35 anglers michael blumhagen with six and nine and a quarter michael morand with 74 and richard offner that guy kills up there he slays with 73 and a quarter you had the NYKBF state championship and on, on oneida 41 anglers Brandon Berlinski with 80 and three-quarter, Benjamin Phillips 76 and a quarter, and Bo Conzoreri with, sorry, sorry, Bo, 73 and three-quarter. Yeah, 10 cat, their classic, 17 anglers, four fish limit. Only four people caught four out of 17 in their classic. Uh, Former guest Jordan Marshall won it with 64 inches. Brent Long with 61 and a quarter, and Jason McCormick with 59 and three-quarter. Then you had Central Arkansas CAC Anglers. They had their championship on DeGray Lake. So, uh, only had seven anglers because it's a, a championship. Terry Brown, 83 and a quarter. Jeff Otts, 77 and a half. And Stephen Dunlap with 63. Two more. Uh, River Valley CAC Anglers. They had their second annual. Gallico. I think it's Gallico Kayak Classic, 26 anglers. Chris Jones, 74 inches. David Byrd, 72 and three quarter. And Chris Nemeth. 72 and a half. And last but not least, the KBBT making the cut tournament bracket championship. Uh, Sherman Bishop won that with 95 and a quarter. One day, 95 and a quarter. Marcus Coates, he won the last one. He got second in this one with 81 and a quarter. And Brad Kennan would, and he got third. Didn't say the length because he fished on Saturday. It didn't The way tourney X works for them, it didn't say a number. But, uh, yeah, Marcus Coates, man, that guy. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's he's a stick. Back to back, back to back brackets, and you're fishing every single week. I can't even imagine how many weeks he fished. He's fished a tournament in a row.
2: Yeah, he's he's definitely oh, yeah. been on the water a bunch. Yeah, like- and then he said that he was because he's been uh, me and him have been talking. He's been trying to talk me into uh, doing that next KBBT thing coming up, and uh, I think he said he's broadcasting on this one or something like that. He's going to be doing it from a, diff- a different angle. So,
4: okay. There's my there's my pastor listening in. Florida guys are weird. They are weird. <laughs> they <don't>, Amen. <laughs> they, don't have, they don't have Florida guy because yeah, it's a thing. Florida guy. So yeah,
2: it's always but that's, the crazy place you hear about on the news.
4: <laughs> yeah, Florida. I've been there, man. That is crazy down there. I love it though. I would I would probably move. Oh, to I think
2: we lost guy. Dan for a second. There he I'm here. There you are.
4: Yeah, but no, I I love it down there. Maybe well, I'm I'm hoping a big tournament has in the spring, like a you know late winter, like one of the first, like a Hobie Bassmaster or something like that. I hope they have a tournament somewhere down in Florida. I'd love to go down and I
2: like, need an excuse to hit you know like the Kissimmee Chain or something. Yeah,
4: exactly, or like Okeechobee. There's a lot of a lot of a uh, lot of ramps. That'd be a fun fun place. You'd have to, it'd have to be Bassmaster. It'd have to allow motors. You couldn't really get very far because Okeechobee is so big. You'd have to have a motor. So I don't think that'd be great for a hobby, but bass, that'd be be a great place for it.
2: I'd go either way just to say I've been down there. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful lake. Yeah,
4: thanks everybody. Thanks for watching. As always, uh, just a reminder we have that paddle and fin meetup on October 17th. Music, fun, tournaments, fishing, seminars, probably a lot of drinking. Way too much drinking, but uh, yeah, that's gonna be a hoot. So come on down. And thanks again to all the guys for coming on tonight. I'm sure we'll see them again. Definitely some hammers, and uh, yeah, man, we'll talk to y'all for too long. So uh, be careful out there and wear your PFDs and and bring a like a splash bag. Since it's getting colder out there on water, bring some backup clothes. Put them, you know, do some research. Bring some clothes. Put them in a waterproof bag. Keep them in your kayak. Stay safe. And always wear your PFDs.
1: All right. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle and Finn. Don't forget to go check out our website at paddle, the letter N, and Finn.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at paddle and Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N, and Finn at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at paddle and Finn on all your jig and tackle needs.
0: Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern, presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, mule there, baby. Right there.
1: Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.